1: Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Good morning, it's 2022. Start of a new year fills you full of vim and vigour. Welcome back everybody. The chat today is with Ben and Webby and myself. We at Doing Grain have been hit very heavily by COVID with four members of our staff in total if you count one of the stores out. So we'll be full of antibodies by the time it gets to the end of the month and therefore looking forward to that. But yeah, it's not great and it's certainly stopped me from going out and getting a guest on this week's show. But we have a really good chat about the value of prices. So this market report bit is going to be limited. I am conscious that I had a very, very good response to the last podcast of last year because basically I lost the plot and ranted and I've been praised incredibly for my ranting so there's a few absent inferring me up and praising me but there's one or two old codgers who certainly enjoyed the dynamic of what I was saying so yeah I'm glad to please the odd person anyway let's start with the new year it's positive is the oilseed bonanza the rape price has shot up and we discuss that in a minute in round figures it's well over 600 pounds a ton those of you who've got rape to sell this was predicted by the guru Ian Webster to be fair to him many moons ago so it's gone over 600 you know what do you want offer it if you feel like selling it is the kind of mood i'm sure at some point the market will come to an end but yeah happy bonanza days cereals on the other hand have taken a right kicking it kind of needed it a bit i mean sure we wish we'd sold everything at 230 and then we'd be sitting here incredibly clever when the market goes up to 230 thinking my goodness is never going to stop lots of farmers have looked in the sheds they are now in a selling mood there's no doubt about we've started the new year in a selling mind that's coming from them no one's particularly prodding them to do it prices have dropped I mean this morning I waited till the futures open before I did this report the UK markets just traded £1.50 down for starters it's probably a bit steep today but the underlying trend is undeniably down so current Feb value gone as low as 206 207 and you're looking at May probably 211 ish 210 July you'd probably make something like I don't know 215 216 July is a month that lots of farmers don't like to sell and it becomes a premium and as as I said in my rant podcast, the futures next farm price at the moment are still trading at parity, so the consumer is very much winning in terms of its value against futures. The value of futures probably is too high. Certainly you can make 16-17 pounds over futures to Yorkshire and you used to be able to get the haulage done up there for about 14 quid that's no longer the case and can anyone really be bothered to do that process I don't think so it's work for the sake of making pound fifty a ton is just not worth it it's you know do you know what let someone else do it so in other words all of the futures wheat that's in Norfolk that's going to get tendered and we have fresh tenders heading your way everybody for May because it's our best market there's no point trying to get fixings into a consumer when we can have four or five loads a day into an open shed if you like we are continuing to put wheat into store and we will be tendering it because we make the same prices into our own store as we make delivering it 60 miles away so until that dynamic changes there will be a bigger and bigger future stock and therefore at some point futures become much less valuable than the physical market so watch out for that one Moving on to feed barley, we're going through the old crop prices first. Feed barley is just about 200 pounds a ton still, sort of Feb March movement. That's going to slip below the magic 200, which is where we come up with the disaster word. You know, cereal disaster. You're selling your feed barley for less than 200. I mean, you must be broken hearted. Same as the wheat, just only getting 206. God, it just makes you want to weep, doesn't it? new crop let's go on to that one quickly new crop is also coming down not quite at the same pace as the old crop it's had a good old kicking there's nothing wrong with the crop out in the UK at the moment looks exceptionally well you know 15 16 degrees over Christmas the stuff is growing my grass in the garden is growing everything's growing and therefore it's a never-ending good-looking crop so the development of that is coming on beautifully therefore the sentiment and that's a European-wide thing as well the sentiment is bearish there's nothing wrong with the weather at the moment nothing really ever does go wrong in January in the northern hemisphere because it's the winter and it's winter weather so nothing should shock you. Therefore I think it will drift a little bit more but I think new crops downside is becoming more and more limited. Cost of fertiliser allegedly is coming down Yeah, okay, we don't know that. You couldn't bank on it with the politics in the world as they are. But, you know, lots of people say, oh, you know, gas is much cheaper. It's going to, yeah, I'm not convinced by that. And don't forget, new crop and stocks in the world, we are one weather forecast away from a very big rally. You can never, ever forget that. And the consumers know that. It's well below 200 now. And I would not be at all surprised if we saw some consumers creeping in. If it slips below 190 on the futures, they will be back in there again. So current X farm value for November in Norfolk would be about 183, the futures having just traded 191. The difference between futures and X Farm has changed because of the availability of haulage and the cost of haulage. Feed barley about a 14-15 pound discount to that. To be perfectly blunt, I'm not totally sure on that because we haven't been talking about it. No one talks about feed barley pre-harvest, it seems. I'll check that for next week. Malting barley, yeah, it's still in the 200s for spring barley for harvest movement. Very tight stocks on that. Very good-looking crop. If the whole crop comes in and gets past as malting, the price will come down. If there's a hiccup, it will be similar to this year. If you're turning down £200 a ton, then that's because you're a very confident, optimistic type. Anyway, we discussed the market in much more detail with Ben, Webby and myself. I'm very conscious, having recorded it last night, that I did tell one of the stories I probably never should have told, but what the hell, it seems to get a good response when you come out with the stuff that, yeah, you know, a little bit of ranting from an old bloke's a good thing, apparently. Anyway, with that, I hope you stick with us for the whole of 2022, and I wonder what the big news story in this year will be. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours.
0: If ever there was a time to own Central Grain Store Tonnage, it's now. Yeah Grain at Cantley takes the worries and stresses of grain drying and storage away. Members of the store can harvest without delay and can bring their produce in the day it comes off the combine, all with discounted drying and servicing charges. Call... O one four nine three seven double zero double four seven or O one two six three seven three one double five zero for details. Yeah, grain providing the grain handling you need.
1: Right, welcome back to the Doing Grain podcast. It is twenty twenty two. We're all a little older, a little wiser. I've got with me today Ian Webster and Ben Chadlerhall. Hello, gents. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We have been hit by COVID at Doing Grain, so we're down to about three of us. <laughs> Our staff numbers, there's three people out with COVID out of a team of nine in the actual doing grain team. And then there's one of the guys from Cantley who had it. It's, yeah,
2: that's a pretty big hit. So. Quite a few super spreader every New Year's Eve parties, weren't there?
1: Well, there was a couple of incidents I missed out on at the Christmas party, in, if that's what you're talking about.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, it's quite handy with a black biro just drawing the line on the test, isn't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> Another day off. Anyway, so we start the new year with Vim and Vigor, and I have got an incredibly irritating cough, which is going to either appear when the other guys are talking, or is going to be edited out by the very lovely Izzy from uh, East Coast Productions. So, with that in mind, we've opened our beers already, so they're going to go straight onto what we're drinking, because we're still on the Great Newsome uh, Christmas Bunch, and I've got Frothingham Best, a Best Bitter, wherever Frothingham is. It's on the signpost. I haven't tried it yet, but this is going to cure my cough.
3: What have you got, Ben? uh slick dust very happy it's our go-to one i think we always like that yeah
2: one. we do well done oh
3: and ian what have you got
2: hmm, i've drawn uh <laughs> i don't know I'll, I'll wait till i've tried it but uh, licorice lad stout so similar to josh licorice and both stout not my favorites is that the one you picked yesterday and then put back in the box? It was, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's very good of you, because I was going to make you drink that. Yeah. So that's
1: great. Anyway, that out of the way, it's good beer, great news, and we love you as ever. Nearly through the box, we had to, you know, obviously go home for Christmas and leave the box here. As we started the new year, you kind of want to come in and, and get things going. The market has had a proper slap, hasn't it?
2: Yeah, it has, yeah, yeah.
1: So what's going on?
2: It's difficult to know exactly where, I mean, we thought... Coming back, there was actually a bit of an uptick, wasn't there, on the first day back, and people were talking about rebalancing some of the uh, fund positions. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was getting bought, but now it's been slapped hard, whether it's some Brazilian rain.
3: Well, yeah, but uh, US wheat has led the downside, definitely, and that's looking like a stocks export thing because we know that the US has missed out on a lot of export business.
2: Yeah, that's fair. So today, this afternoon, there was uh, export sales came in well below trade expectations. So yeah, that's and we've had a twenty cent kicking this afternoon, which is in sterling terms. We've seen four quid smashed off the market. Well, the market traded at two sixteen sixty, and earlier in the week
1: it was trading at two twenty six. I think so. We've had a tenner,
2: yeah, in
1: a week. Uh, that's pretty, you know, pretty punchy. Now, is it the, the debate is always going to be is that a good price, is it a bad price? We're still in good price territory, but we're beginning to get a little bit disgruntled. We've missed out.
2: But big ask to see it see it go uh, sub two hundred. I don't think it'll do that in a hurry.
1: No. I don't see farmers selling it below that in a hurry. I mean, the biggest influence I can see is the consumer doesn't seem to be particularly bothered about buying in the immediate short term, even though he's got some stuff to do. And there's plenty of sellers. I think there's, you know, people with stores. We've mentioned this pre-Christmas. People with stores that need to get it moved, you know. And some, there's some bugs appearing in some stores, troubles ahead. And I think that much better just to get it ditched out of your hair and then Mm. dig around trying to hang on for 50p more or a pound or 10 pounds more if you've got trouble in your shed.
2: they are still good prices you can't knock it that they are yeah it's just not 240 which was right. the top
1: so what else is happening in the world is there you know we've got floods in Malaysia I think somewhere or another
2: yeah uh, that was the pre-Christmas I mean there there is dry there has been the continued dry weather in Brazil yeah. and argentina mm-hmm. uh northern brazil's been fine actually it's probably had ample rainfall but dry in the southern areas and there's lots of talk about writing down the soybean crop by 10 million tons which is some are saying five some are saying 10 so that's quite dramatic corn similarly maybe two to four million tons to come off the corn crop you, you can't say that there aren't some bullish stories out there there definitely there are some bullish stories
1: out there
3: well the other thing is a lot of uh, french wheat has been sold to china yeah. Now, we know that the French haven't kept up with their stock reporting, so oh, there's still some news to come out of there. The reason the Chinese actually like buying wheat from France is that they don't have to declare it, whereas through the C-Bot or whatever, they have to declare trades, don't they? So it can be kept under the radar until the boat's loaded and gone.
1: Yeah, which, yeah, that suits the Chinese. But equally, if the market does come down, the Chinese have a long history of not bothering to take the cargoes delivered. And if they someone says, no, I insist on delivering it, they find mycotoxin problems. Yeah. So it isn't that great having a Chinese customer if the market's gone against them. Which leads on to the next question. The, cause the politics hanging over everybody at the moment is obviously Ukraine, Russia. And at the same time, if they had a little phone call, says right, we're going to go in the same day into Taiwan, China, you know, Biden's in a position where he can't do a lot about it. Yeah. What would that do to price?
3: I've always thought that if Russia went into the Ukraine, that, you know, you'd see prices rally.
1: But China wouldn't be allowed to buy any, because everyone would go, oh, we're going to give you a big lesson here, boys. You have to have a few years. No
3: one's strong enough to stand up against China.
1: No, you're right. So the best way to, you know, what do you do? Just keep buying plastic shite for
2: Christmas for your kids. Yeah, no, everybody's fine,
3: then. <laughs> Carry on, everyone. <coughs> Did you get some plastic shit for Christmas, Ian?
2: I had quite a lean Christmas. Yeah. A <laughs> L- lot of socks. Did you? Probably from China. Yeah. No, I bet they were Actually, they're ba- no, bamboo socks. <laughs> they could, yeah, really well soft, be, aren't they? They're well Chinese. They? <laughs> yeah, like so, lovely. I yeah. love yeah. bamboo socks. Girls', girls socks, yeah. It's weird. I actually really appreciate socks for Christmas now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Things Just have changed, got, yeah. I get black ones. Yeah. yeah. Then, they, you
1: know. There's no disputing it. I got some socks from an unnamed source a few years ago, and uh, they'll know who it is if they listen to my podcast. Hopefully they won't. They're really brightly coloured ones. I hate them. And they're the ones you sort of you want to lose them, but you don't ever lose them because they obviously stick in the pair. It's like, oh man,
2: you're not tempted to wear those skinny <coughs> jeans slightly turned up and showing off the the Illumis No, or I'm so. not tempted no. to worry about that that much. But I think you'd look, be able to pull off that look. I probably could. Well, it divert
1: the eyes from the belly and the and the bald head, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, but if I need to do
2: that, I'm quite happy. You know, without my socks doing my talking for me. <laughs> right,
3: come on, Christ. Yeah. Actually, you've got a crap sock collection as well, haven't you, Ben? (laughs) Right, for the record, I like colourful socks. I'm not wearing them today, but I do. But
2: he also likes very short trousers as well, (laughs) don't he, Ben?
3: I
1: once had a conversation with uh, a, a guy who was my boss briefly at UAM called Nick Bacon and uh, we fell out. We had a big fallout. It was a very public one where he, he basically messed me around and I was a young, hot-headed idiot. He'd made me get across to their Turvey office at a certain time in the morning. This is a sock story, everybody. This is why it's relevant. I've just remembered it. He made me get there for something like 8.30 in the morning and, and he had insisted. I had a young... Josh had just been born, literally. I was under a bit of pressure, you know, drive to Turvey on the roads before there were any dual carriageways in the sort of 1940s, whenever it was. I got all the way across there and when I got there, he had this glass-partitioned office and he was in there with his secretary just sort of having a laugh, a little cup of coffee, a little chat and he'd made a big thing of me being there at a certain point in time. Anyway, i just sat there and I was there for the appointed hour and it's clear I was there you know, and he, he knew I was there and it kind of got to ten minutes past the appointment and there's a training room, I stood up and I always remember, uh, John Martin remembers this because he was working there at the time okay, as well yeah. and I stood up and I said, right, it's been really great working with you, this dickhead in the office here who's supposed to be the boss has made me get here for a certain time, made a really big song and dance about it because he's so determined to be in charge that he really did annoy me so I went okay I was here on time and he's sitting there having a cup of coffee and a little chat with his feet in the desk his white socks showing oh, and white the, socks, yeah white suddenly. socks black yeah. trousers black shoes white yeah. socks and he was in there and he was just taking the piss he just he's flexing yeah. his muscles not a very big bloke easy to punch Boom, there he was. He's a taxi driver now, by the way, just so everyone knows that huh? Anyway, so I said it's been great with but I'm not if any of you are prepared to work with a complete dickhead like that, it's entirely up to you. And I said, That's it, goodbye, I'm off. And I went, what well, I want that was it. I was gonna drive back to the Attleborough office and just stop him. <laughs> anyway, Peter Jones, who worked for them, um not the one who worked for the a flour mill who was at Dalgetty's and various places, was working there. hey come on, Andrew, come back in, don't be ridiculous, you've got a mortgage to pay, come on, you're, you're, you're. I, he'll, he'll see you now, he'll see you now. So I went back in again. I was fuming. And then he said, Oh. Oh yeah, sorry about that. I said, no, you are not Don't 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 do that. You know, you made me get here. You took the piss. You're flexing your muscles. That's completely cool, but I'm very cross. And don't ever do that to me again. Well, you know, I, I'm the boss, and you know. and he said, look, we all have. A, you, you're a bit hot-headed. I thought, no, I'm not. I'm hot-headed when someone really pisses me off. But generally, I'm not hot-headed. He said, this is a long story now, isn't it? No, <clears throat> oh, I like it. Yeah. Okay, so he said, he said, you know, we all like to show our personality. He said. I, for example, like white socks. <laughs> and he sat back and he showed me his white socks. And i remember looking at looking at him and looking at his white socks and thinking,
3: what does that say about your personality?
1: Well, it was it was a it was a telling moment. Let's put it that way. It reminded me of the joke about the XR3i and a hedgehog. What's the difference between the two? And the the pricks on the inside of the XR3i. I thought he was a prick. Anyway, point is, <coughs> oh, so <that's>
3: tickled in. <laughs>
1: So he then proceeded to say that his way of showing his personality was wearing white socks. And I said my way is not losing my temper. My way is just to treat people with respect. If you've got more knowledge around you, you should listen to the knowledgeable people there and you shouldn't mess people around and flex your muscles to prove you're the boss. And to which he, you know, he said, "Right, but what you can't do is what you've just done." And storm out. This. I said, "I can if I want to." And he said, "No, you can't." I'm telling you you can't and i went in so many words watch me and off i went and it really incensed him it really drove him nuts he, he got the boss on him and blah 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 long story i was back there the following week in front of a chap called tony matthews and they said they made me drive again all the way over to Turvey. because knew it pissed me off and when i got there that you know they said right you know you, you obviously want to leave because i decided that was it i just sh- shoved my resignation and i just saw, like you can shove your job up your bum and this guy tony matthews went okay well you better leave your car keys on the table and i went you're joking you made me drive to to leave the car here <laughs> so i'm in deadford and i can't get home and he went mm, yes i went you better chase me in a car or send the police in you? I'll, I'll tell you what i'll leave it at the office i've been employed at and i'm quite happy to leave it tonight if that's what you're going to do and that oh, was really? it. yeah no absolutely so anyone out there who's suffering a stupid boss or people beyond that who don't actually have a have a brain do you know what don't shove it because oh god yeah exactly right like none of you two can. sit tight Ian. <clears throat> anyway sorry i've really <laughs> gone off on one there haven't I? all to do with <laughs> socks, socks. Right, back to um the market. Right, back to the market. The market is getting a proper slapping, isn't it? In the immediate short term, I'm gonna go another and I'm going another direction now. I have had the best response for our podcast following my rant at the end of December twenty one. I've had a phenomenal response and everyone's agreed with me, right? Not many grain traders from have phoned me up and so but so many people have phoned me up and agreed about you know growing some anyway that's another story so ranting is good i'm concerned that the, the farming community is sitting there there's eight months to go till harvest i think it is going to take a hit and a, and a dip but let's not forget let's absolutely not forget that the wheat stock as we went into this harvest was down to nil this the crop size is 15 percent lower than what farmers think it is because the kilo weight's lower than they put the the, the yield meter on their combine and people are coming short on contracts whether that's deliberate because the price is 70 pounds higher or not is another story but large there isn't the wheat there so I am convinced the tail end of this year will be very very tight so yes it may well go down to 200 again which ain't ever going to be that bad but and depending on what your percentage is sold, it's probably as well to do something and then just keep a bit up your shirt. Make sure you don't oversell it.
3: Ride it out. If <laughs> it, yeah.
1: And, and, and I think politics to give the market a kick.
3: Yeah. There's still weather to come.
1: Yeah. And I don't see the pan surging because of our outstanding performance as a country. The Got price- the
3: stats on that. Do you, have you heard this? No, Sorry, go- I'll go for a tangent now. So apparently the government are expecting most of the public bodies, so... Your DVLA's, Andrew. Who
1: I've just sent my driving licence off to.
3: Your DEFRA's. They reckon they're (coughs) going to see a 25% absence in the work. Well, do you know, the DVLA
1: have had my daughter's application for a driving licence as a 17-year-old since August. Her birthday's the 2nd of September. She's not got her her licence back, so she (coughs) can't take driving lessons. So the DVLA are
2: completely
1: screwing every young person who's applied for a driving licence since the middle the summer yeah. is it a strike is it their pension isn't big enough it isn't covered all the way through is it there's no other industry you'll have 25 of percent their staff missing through bloody covid except for doing grain this week yeah all the other weeks we've been th- yeah yeah full on haven't
3: we uh well and the other scary stat is apparently <coughs> that this could wipe a, a, you know a billion pounds off gdp just in january because of the staff absences the government have almost got a self-fulfilling prophecy of people not at work and they're crippling the economy
1: that particular subject is, instinctively, is Boris's decision the correct one in the long run? To
2: not lock down. Yes. Yeah, it's obviously saved a lot of money, hasn't it? And probably for people's sanity a bit, the movement of people and getting out and about. The sanity and actually, the... I think, I mean, generally, fingers crossed, but everyone I hear is, it's mild. And, and maybe it's the answer that we, we've we been looking for. It. The, yeah.
1: the NHS are in a muddle there's there's so many members of staff not there and the beds are you know we've got people who can't have operations for anything whatsoever other than the very the biggest things and if you happen to be unfortunate to have a heart attack now it's a bad bit of timing you really won't get the normal care so at this moment the real price is going to be paid for the next three weeks this okay. is a real muddle beyond then there's got to be so many people is it what,
2: one in 25 at the moment one in 30
1: one in 15 positive. is it 15 yeah mm. in wow. the in England, yeah, we are three in nine or four in eleven, but we've been lucky in avoiding it predominantly, haven't we? Yes,
2: yeah, so it's going to be a crunch for a month, isn't it? And then hopefully, hopefully, by the time spring comes, we we might be surging out of this better than everyone else. Well, the,
1: the question, Ben, when you went to answer the phone, was: is it is are we in the right place as a country not locking down? You know, has Boris taken a risk that's in the long run going to work? What do you think?
3: My view, be <coughs> uh, a bit controversial, but I, I think yes, he made the right decision not going to fall lock down, but I don't think he's tailored the whole isolation thing to suit, because (coughs) Omicron, I think, is slightly milder for some people, and I think seven days is too long a time.
1: So they should be five days away from work? Or less. Well, I had it. And I made a big fuss, as we all know. Five days wouldn't have sorted me out.
3: Oh, yeah, but then it's obvious, isn't it? <coughs> if, if you're really bad, yes, stay away from work, recover. But if you're like certain people who you know, who are just sitting at home making bacon sarnies... <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I accept what you say there, Ben, but quite a lot of people need to be told because they can't always use their common sense. That sounds a bit unfair. Yeah, okay. The advice
1: from doing grain with vast experience on the
2: issue is, one, if you
1: catch a virus, treat it with respect and genuinely do nothing. I made a big mistake in not doing that. Well, you
2: tried to walk from home to Elsham, which is about mm, eight I did walk eight from mile home to Elsham, yeah, no, but only to yeah, be and all sorts of lot. stupid things that I did.
1: So, one, lie down, do nothing and genuinely rest because a virus is not something that uh, expands if your body is resting and fighting it. And two, only when, if you are better and it's a mild disease and you, you're not sneezing and coughing... Yeah, yeah, I mean, instinctively you should. I mean, the natural flow tests aren't that accurate, so you've got to. I think you have to go for seven days. You get, at least. I, I honestly, need, you need to get it out of the system because if you do pass it on, the risk of passing it on is great, and it is not a very nice disease. And we're experienced now. We we know everything about it. <laughs> and I, yeah, still breathing and coughing like a. You know, bad and like a smoker, right? Rape CD and oh yeah, he's so grown up, isn't he? Go got him.
2: Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have seen this coming as aggressively as it has. I mean, we've seen at its peak, it's. It's been, since the new year, 50 euros, 55 euros higher. Pretty aggressively. What um, happened there
1: then? What was all that about?
2: A couple of things. I mean, um, thin volumes, Malaysian palm kind of went off to a bit of a flyer. But it, it kind of what, generally... Of
1: the, the, the flooding.
2: Yeah, flooding and... Um, and then
1: in South America, you had dry forecasts. Yeah,
2: so there, there was rain forecasts just before the new year, which looked like it was going to ease the pressure off the bazillion crop. Then the downgrades were coming of 10 to 15 million tonnes. But also, kind of rapeseed has been itching to its thing. It's, it's the other thing about that some of the biofuel mandates, and just that there is no rapeseed around there. And the market just got bullied very, very quickly. Yeah, it's had a breather. It's come back since, but where it goes next? I mean, we've seen the front month. I mean, so do a price in the morning for this. Well, uh, I mean, but. yeah, but the fr- I mean, the front <laughs> month. The, the remarkable thing is not this reflects in the physical price, but 800 euro is traded, which is Shit. like yeah huge.
3: but as I think but that's people wanting to own it, buying it, to hold on to carry it.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a combo of things going there. There's some basis hedges that would be short futures against a long physical, and they're getting towards expiry, so they're thinking, I've got to get out. And mm. so they are within twenty days of expiry. And the sellers, or the longs, are thinking well, actually either want to take it to expire and want the physical tonnage, or they know that they've got the shorts by the balls and, you know, make them squeal, which is kind of what it's done to it. But the ba- but the actual physical values haven't gone up in line with it, so the basis hasn't, you know, followed it. That's been a, a Feb squeeze. You see, before this recent trend of shaving your genital area
1: as a male, yeah. it'd be short and curlies, wouldn't it? But not anymore. You boys are just, you know, oh, about great. any short and curlies. <clears throat> Exactly. You're, Stubble. So, you're so modern. <laughs> Must be a real turn on for is this. This is a Christmas treat. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Find the needle. <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs>
3: <coughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah, Ben's uh, gone right. red. He
1: doesn't really know what he's talking about. Oh no! <coughs> anyway, um, um, right.
3: but 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 also following on from mm. that, mm. we have just seen that the ethanol stocks in the US are big. Right. There hasn't been the drawdown on, on on ethanol.
1: So what does that mean then? Have they got enough tanks to keep it in, or are they going to stop producing it? Or
3: well, they apparently it was just a huge. There wasn't the mass driving that occurred over. That the must
1: s- impact corn. Must because they have to say well we can't produce any more we got any more to, any more space to store it or something
3: yeah I mean I think it will have an impact on corn although Pfft,
1: corn looking corn like was... it doesn't really want to go down is not it no yeah yeah so we the corn's waiting for the story that made it go through the roof
2: basically yeah. what about um, God knows how you take a view in it now but USDA <clears> on <throat> Tuesday I think isn't it on the tenth. Mm. Wednesday. Oh, uh, Wednesday. That's going to be the game changer. Do the um, USDA come out with a wet kind of reduction on the South American crop? I doubt they're going to they're going to hit the. So FC Stone came out with I think a ten million ton reduction on beans. They'd, they'll be very. They won't do that. Very very conservative aggression yeah. on the size of the reduction. I think they won't be this far forward. Yeah. Yeah. No, it won't be anything to write home about. I don't think. So if it doesn't meet the bulls' expectation of a ten million ton downgrade, then you know, is it going to be quite bearish on the back of that? It could be. <laughs> See more rock coming in. I mean, the thing that influences me
1: on the ground in Norfolk trading with farmers is you sometimes have to put it into the language of the person that you're trying to buy the grain off. Our job is grain buying. So talking to a farmer, you have to say what is going to make the wheat market go up. The consumer has got his January cover. They've been buying today some Feb, March, April. They bought it very cheaply. So the trade is happy to sell. The farmers have looked in their sheds and think, oh, that doesn't look too sharp. I need to get rid of it. I want to get some money in or whatever they think. So there is selling pressure from farm. They're getting two ten X or two eight X or whatever it is 200 and something and anyone can justify it and they're kind of like mm-hmm. oh yeah you're right let's just do some and the reps are having a bit of a happy time with that so there's more selling than buying the, the consumers
2: are beginning to ask the questions about pricing again well they must be pretty pleased <coughs> you know there were a lot of them asking the questions in the 230s 235s and were non-committal <laughs> understandably because of price but now they must be looking at it yeah well, that's a relative closely. thing isn't it they must be pretty pleased
1: with it against the top but it's they're not very lot pleased lot. about where they were but in October are they fair yeah, yeah. so it's, you know, 200 is never going to make a consumer say, I'm really pleased. Yeah, so I'm, you oh, it's 220. They're going to have to look at it because it ain't going to go down to 190 delivered. And what will happen, as we said on our rant, the physical market will, in the end, lack sellers because farmers won't sell it for less than 200. And the futures may well go <laughs> below it. There's another couple of future stores registered this week. That came through.
3: Am I allowed to say where they are? Yeah,
1: well, I think so. Well, there's an application at the moment, so possibly not. We can say rough r- southern England and East Anglia. Yeah, and it's another fifty thousand. Yeah, yeah, fifty thousand tons. Well, whoever owns futures at the moment, that's the best market for anyone who owns a store. And yep, I'm sure you've got some lovely new shiny lorries going to cart it all the way to Yorkshire because it makes mathematical sense. If you can find that lorry and that's for us if the futures is still trading at the, you know well we won't go back into my rant it's okay but if it's for us it's going to be keep shoving it in the store what we're doing is buying wheat and we're selling futures and you're welcome here here it is boys um, there's no secret as rob what's it rob munro uh, famously said i was a one-trick pony and i said yep yeah, profit <laughs> oh, he meant futures trading. But anyway, that was one for a few of the connoisseurs out there. Anyway, so yeah, it it is something we will keep doing the same thing.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, God, I
3: love. Oh, we're it. starting the year as we mean to yeah, go on. Oh, we
1: really are. This podcast needs rants and it needs humour, and we all need to bloody brighten up, don't we? Let's face it, right. So I think with that, we yeah, you know, it is great. We are back. It, I wanted to come in. Punching like mad and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And half the staff's been missing. And we Save it for next week. Yeah, save it till February. (laughs) Anyway, with that, everybody, you know, happy new year. Everybody's back. It's time to have a good look at what you do, who you do it with. And uh, yeah, and enjoy the Doing Grain podcast. Cheers. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they are released and follow us on Twitter. We are at Dewing Grain. Call Dewing Grain on 01263 731 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio in Norwich.